0: What's up? What's up, everybody? It's Hoya Rock from the one and only Madball and Smoking Word podcast. In my hands right now, I got that new LP from my boys in Terror. The record is called Pain into Power. I believe. I believe in these days. These days. These days of brotherhood. Ten brand new songs produced by Todd Jones. The artwork by Spoiler. It drops on May six on Pure Noise Records in the U.S. and on N Hits Records in Europe. Hardcore lives. You know the deal. Long time to even This episode of the podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. This summer, Shackled Down surrounds all in the USA. I'm so excited to see shackled hit the road. They're definitely coming to a city near you. So please support that band on their summer tour. Also warn they're doing a tour across America. I'm so stoked to see them in LA in July. So make sure to also support Warren on their summer tour and just announced human work. The second pressing will be available next week. So please, if you're not following From Within Records on social media, go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram. Click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And the second pressing will feature an alternate cover art, and it will be out of 200 on a random color vinyl. So please, if you missed out on the first pressing of Human Work, please make sure to... Grab a second pressing while supplies last. Also, if you're a fan of not one truth like I am, they have tapes for purified by pain. They're limited to twenty five and each order will come with a free poster. So go grab one if they're still available. Support that band. They're fucking awesome. And I can't wait to see them live in the future summer 2022 once in unity hardcore compilation volume three featuring not one truth hellbound never again c4 chemical fix search for purpose stiff meds fool's game contention buried alive live it down gridiron adrian broken vow nothing but enemies submit killing me and wreckage and i'm still very excited for that the Previous volumes of the compilation have been amazing, and I'm looking forward to the final installment in its trilogy. And, like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. And if you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing, and you can contact them at contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. Super amazing business out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. On today's episode, we had to track down our good friend Max. He plays in Broken Vow and Montclair. They just dropped their new record. And for anyone who isn't familiar, please, I highly suggest you click pause, go boot up your Spotify, your Bandcamp, Apple Music Title, and go stream their new EP. The stars will look down upon us. It's awesome. I, I love that style of music, and I'm so happy that it's finally out. And outside of Montclair, I, I have to mention there's so much good music that dropped today. My friends in Denver playing a band called Wide Man, they just dropped two new songs. My friends out in the Hudson Valley, New York, uh, dropped. Their new EP, there's a new band called uh, Means of Survival. Shout out to Tyler. You'll hear from him very soon. Such an awesome band. And our international friends and Speedway just dropped a new track today, which is amazing. I'm so happy that that band's still doing stuff out there. So as happy as I am that Montclair dropped their new EP, there's also a ton of other good music that I hope all of you have had the time to check out. But I love Montclair. And I'm hoping to see them at some point in the future. So uh, support that band. They're new and they're starting to do a lot of awesome stuff. So strap in. Enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Max to the show. live welcome to the podcast max how's it going good how you doing i'm doing great i'm happy to have you on the podcast i am a (laughs) fan Uh, i'm I'm a fan of uh you know uh, broken vow i'm a fan of montclair and i wanted to you know reach out to you and have you on the podcast so i'm happy that you're here today
1: yeah thank you so much for reaching out
0: okay and i I just want to jump right into it with uh the band montclair Uh, i'm just curious can you talk about how that band started
1: yeah so a couple like maybe like two years ago or so um well i kind of a few years ago i started doing like solo projects um i was really into like indie music and um and i just like wrote music like every day after high school and stuff and then after a little while that kind of warped into more like rock oriented stuff and um That was kind of like punky stuff like garage rock and um and then eventually i started shifting again towards more like punk rock stuff and um i just hit up some friends from like high school and stuff and it kind of turned into a band and um and then we got matt on bass, and the rest is pretty much history i guess
0: okay and how did you come up with the name montclair for the band
1: Um, I was struggling figuring out a name and I made like a list of all these names and stuff and, uh, nothing was clicking. And one night I just went for a walk, um, around neighboring streets and there was a street Montclair and I was like, that's pretty good. And then it just stuck.
0: Okay. And is there any like significance, uh, you know, besides you walking that night to that street?
1: Not really. I mean, I like that it's close to home and, uh, yeah, I like the name. I mean, there's like the whole thing of like Montclair, New Jersey and some other Montclair place, uh, but it's not not associated with that.
0: Okay. Well, I like the name. It, it definitely uh, sounds cool to me. So it, I, I think it's very fitting too for the band. Because sometimes when, when you hear a, a band name and Listening to music it just uh, sometimes doesn't make sense but when I uh, hear the name Montclair listening to the music I I think it's very fitting so I feel like that that walk uh, you yeah. know what was a pretty cool thing to be able to inspire the name for the band
1: yeah that was that was during COVID and I was like walking a lot and uh just that night especially so I'm glad it glad it worked out <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. and was it uh hard for you to create during those times because uh even though it, it you know 2020 was two years ago it still uh you know has some uh you know lingering after effects the you know COVID's still around i, I have a buddy who just got COVID uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, but it's just not as uh, serious as it was uh you know a couple of years ago with the lockdowns and uh, you know everybody getting it left and right but Uh, during that time what was it hard for you to create music and try to start a new project
1: um i don't think so i can't remember too much it feels like such like a haze kind of but um i think i was just writing i think i was just creating like a lot like um i think i just spent that time to especially like focus and create and um yeah, just writing like a ton of songs and recording and stuff.
0: Okay, so it was
1: kind of nice. It was like for me, it was kind of just like a break, and I could just like focus on stuff and just go for walks too, and have time to do both things.
0: <laughs> and the first release, the the life and an afterthought that came out in twenty twenty one. Can you talk about uh, how that came together?
1: Yeah, that was, all those songs were from kind of lingering from like the solo project um, Mm -hmm. aspect of it. So I wrote all those songs over like maybe like five months or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, during COVID too. Um, And then my friend Nick, who I was in a band with in high school, he plays guitar in Montclair. And I hit him up because he was in Tennessee's – Doing like music production. He went to school there and, um, or audio engineer or something like that. And, um, I hit him up to, to mix the songs. And then he moved back here a couple months later and, uh, and then he joined on guitar and we started writing together too.
0: That's crazy. How did that conversation go? Cause obviously that wasn't your intention when you first hit him live. You just needed help with the audio. So how did he end up joining the band?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I needed someone to mix it. Cause I was trying to mix my own stuff and it sounded like so shitty. <laughs> and, um, and then he sent me back like a, a mix. I was just like, and he was super hyped because he wanted stuff to work on too. Mm-hmm. So it worked out well. And, um, I think he was like coming back here and I was like, and we were obviously like, yo, we should hang out and stuff. And, um, and then I remember like that night we were just like at his house and then we were like, yo, we should actually do this. <laughs> and, um, and he was super hyped and, uh, and then it was pretty funny we like got together like a day or two later and we were like the first time writing we were like we gotta like make this like an event so then we like hiked up with our guitars up to this like mountain ledge and we were like we're gonna like start writing songs (laughs) and none of them turned out good but um (laughs) but it was fun
0: That's wild. That would have been a cool story uh, if the songs turned out good, right? If if the songs were like, uh, you know, bangers and people love them. Uh, but that's wild. Is is that like a normal thing Do you guys like to travel to certain locations to do stuff like that, to get inspiration?
1: Not really. I I wish it was more exciting, I guess. (laughs) I feel like for me, I just got to write like a bunch of songs or like, or, like, take breaks in between, um, like, writing sessions um, if it's not working out or just... I'll just, like, write every, like, couple weeks and then I'll come up with, like, one or two songs that I dig and then we'll, like, iron them out and stuff.
0: Okay. And for those writing sessions, uh, do you like to write about, you know, very, like, personal stuff or try to tell a story?
1: Um. Honestly, I usually just start writing a song and um, I like to kind of work on the whole song like together if I'm writing by myself, like I'll start on guitar, like write a riff and stuff and then I'll do like MIDI drums. Like I'll I'll just record everything into like the laptop and stuff and then and then I'll just start like singing along like melodies and stuff and just kind of record like a couple takes and then I'll like hear different words that come out and then I'll kind of go off that. And then kind of make it more personal. Like I'll have an idea of what it is. So I guess the song kind of speaks for itself and then I'll kind of have like a idea of what I want, but I don't want it to be like too literal. Cause I've, I've gone there in the past and it, it's like so cringy looking back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't even know how that is. I used to, um, I, I still write blogs. I, I haven't written one in forever on my website, but back in the day when I uh, was active on my Tumblr, I used to write, um, like very personal stuff and I'll go back and look at some of the, the things and it doesn't even sound like me like from like you know present day uh, Jamie looking back at, at my old uh, you know blogs I written when I was uh, a, a little bit younger and not even that young like I'm in like my mid-20s writing this like really cringy stuff and I was like geez what was I going through and like why did I think it was okay to post this on the internet
1: yeah I know what you mean
0: so yeah, so I, I totally understand where you're coming from in, in terms of writing like super personal stuff. Uh, but but I guess that's uh, you know true with, with some bands. So there's like some bigger bands that I like where I I'm in love with like, like the the older stuff, the demo, the EP. But when you see them live, they don't even go anywhere near that stuff because they, they probably feel the same way.
1: Yeah, I feel that. Like I feel like usually anytime I release any music like by the time i release it like i'm hyped when i wrote it and then by the time i release it i'm like this is terrible like <laughs> like nobody's gonna like this and like think it's really cringy but
0: yeah but i guess it's not really for you to decide right like you can feel that way but once you put it out it, it could be someone's favorite song you would never even know
1: yeah that's true
0: i'm curious about the the artwork for life in an afterthought and then i'm um, jumping you a little head here you, you have a new album coming out the stars will look down upon us uh, I i noticed like you, you know both have uh, you know um, animals on it is there like this ongoing theme or is that just by coincidence
1: yeah it was kind of a theme um with the life in an afterthought release like that time we were like super hooked on um, like the possum is supposed to be a, co- a possum on the cover.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, my friend, Sam swap did that. And, uh, well, he originally, ha- he made that artwork and then I hit him up and I was like, like, would you mind if I use this, like for the album cover? And and he was hyped on it. And, um, and then for the new release with the stars will look down upon us, I hit him up to just like make a artwork from scratch <laughs> and we kind of gave him just like free reign and, um and then he came up with this idea that it's like four different wolves from like different regions, um, like coming together. And, um, so it looks kind of similar, but it's not really related, but, um, Oh yeah. But around that, the life in an afterthought, we were like, um, really like grabbing onto the, like the whole possum thing. We were like, this will be like our like mascot kind of, (laughs) but, um, now I guess it's just like different animals, but maybe the next one will have a different animal too. It could be like a, different eras or something you know
0: mm-hmm. and as far as this uh, mascot are, are you guys still trying to go with that theme or did you ditch that idea
1: yeah we just ditched that <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess now our mascot is like is like wolves though so for now
0: okay because so i now i'm trying to think there's not that many bands that actually have like a mascot because I, I think about yeah. like uh like the wonder years yeah it, i was
1: thinking about that <laughs> yeah
0: they have the bird um and I am just thinking in terms of like bands and like our like you know kind of bubble, but yeah, yeah. But
1: didn't like Finch have you know the band Finch mm-hmm. they have like, like raven or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, or like tiger. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but that's cool. Uh, I, I definitely like uh, when bands uh, you know stick to something like that and kind of keep it you know ongoing throughout their career because it's always something cool to kind of be able to see, um, like the bird or the the mascot like evolve and in, in with the band in these different eras yeah and in 2021 uh were you guys pretty active with montclair did you guys try to uh, do any shows i know things were a a little you know shaky for like the first half of the year but i I know towards the end things started opening up and more shows started happening like what were your guys' situation like
1: yeah for that summer 2021 we played like a ton of shows it was just kind of like we were just like starting out and stuff and we were just taking like any shows that we could get with like anybody. Like we were playing a lot with like the, like indie crowd and stuff. Um I guess we were kind of more like pop punk ish too, for sure. And um yeah, we just played like so many shows over the summer, but then we started playing more towards like in like the hardcore crowd um during the fall and stuff. And, um and then COVID kind of, picked up more and stuff we and we just wanted to be more selective and just play shows that were like more worth it and more towards the crowd that we wanted to reach and stuff
0: and what kind of crowd do you think that is because obviously I I feel like with the kind of band that Montclair is you guys uh, can walk that fine line and kind of uh, you know dip your toes uh, you know in either direction
1: yeah definitely um yeah we had like trouble at first uh, at least on our end we felt like we had trouble like fitting in with the hardcore crowd because we weren't really that heavy like we weren't really like we definitely have like hardcore influences but we weren't like a hardcore hardcore band Mm -hmm. we weren't sure if like we felt kind of like insecure like playing those shows because like nobody moshes for like like emo bands you know like (laughs) they'll like they'll like nod their head and stuff like at least in the hardcore crowd like um and, like there's not like breakdowns and stuff so like when when we were playing and like people didn't really know the songs and um they were just like standing there like maybe they're like nodding and stuff but to me i was like oh like they hate us like because nobody's moving and mm. stuff but then i kind of figured out like oh people don't really mosh for like bands like us um and um so now i feel like now we're just okay playing like any show where like like people will dig it so
0: yeah i feel That's like I feel like with those hardcore crowds they gotta learn the songs because obviously if there's no breakdowns or any heavy parts the only other option is to like stage dive or sing along
1: yeah exactly yeah that's why i'm excited to just like get the music out there because we've been playing these songs for like a year and um yeah i just want to get it out there and have people hear it
0: and you're speaking about the new record right
1: yeah yeah it's a five song ep
0: mm-hmm Okay. And I'm kind of surprised to hear that uh, you guys are having trouble in the beginning because, uh, you know, from my perspective, all I've seen is, uh, you know, uh, like a bunch of people from your circle, you know, pumping uh, Montclair, like, you know, so much on social media. That's how I got interested because I saw so many of our mutual friends, you know, talking about it so much. I was like, oh, that, that's awesome. Uh, and I didn't even know who was in the band. I, I just you know knew that they uh, you know were you know uh, posting about it a lot. So I, I just you know seeing it so much, I was like, I, I have to check this out and see what it's all about. Sick,
1: yeah. I appreciate you reaching
0: out. And uh, as far as the, the the new record that drops um, actually uh, today of um, you know, this episode coming out, and I'm just curious like what that whole process was like because uh, here we are. 2022 uh almost um almost exactly a a year after life in an afterthought uh, with the timing was that um, intentional and uh you know how did you decide to put it out uh, you know one year later
1: yeah that's kind of funny um we started like recording demos um like last summer and we were hoping to put it out like in the fall of last year um i can't remember exactly why it took us so long like originally at least originally um i think we like recorded drums and then they were just going to be like demos and then we ended up re-recording them a couple months after that like in the fall and um and then we re-recorded guitars and vocals like a few times and then we were hoping to get it on like a label to release it and um and that just didn't work out at first. And then we were going to do it with somebody. And we had to wait like a couple months kind of f- for that whole thing. But then it fell through. And so that's kind of why it took so long too. And now we're just like, fuck you, like got to get it out like as soon as possible. So then we just waited like, oh, and then we had uh, Nick uh, who plays guitar. He remixed the whole EP too. So that took like a couple weeks or a month or so. Um, so yeah, it wasn't really intentional. Like we, mm-hmm. we were hoping to get it out like so much sooner, but, but it all worked out.
0: That sounds like a very long process, and it's pretty interesting that you guys remixed the the EP. Uh, how'd you guys decide to do that? Um,
1: trying to think. Originally, um, I think at least what I remember is that. Um, once we had everything recorded, Nick was, was going to mix it because he mixed the EP too. Um, and he started mixing it. And then we were talking to this one guy about releasing it on like um, the label. And he wanted to get it remixed. So then we were going to get it remixed, but then that fell through. So then we were looking around a little bit to see if someone could mix it. But it was like pretty expensive and we don't have much money. So then we were like all right nick like you got this and then and then he did it and i'm happy with how it came out
0: hmm. yeah yeah i i i listened to it when you sent me the link for it and i was uh, you know pleasantly surprised cuz i, I like um the older stuff but i definitely think you guys uh, nailed it w- with this record
1: Sweet. i appreciate that
0: and as far as the label stuff did, did that fall through because uh You guys didn't want to wait for that their timing or what was that situation like if you can speak about it
1: yeah um kind of timing wise on both ends i think he wasn't i think mainly he wasn't sure if he could get the money back that he was that he wanted to put into it i guess
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um and yeah i guess he wasn't sure because we he wanted to get it remixed originally and um And that would have been pretty expensive i guess um yeah and then um geez i'm kind of blanking on everything (laughs) but yeah i guess just getting the money back from the the physical copies and um pr and stuff um didn't really work out or like that he was concerned with because it's Uh. because we're still early this is only like our second release but i think it's going to do well for a first release
0: mm-hmm. yeah no I, I totally get that right when you think about financials and if, if a sole person has to invest like their own money um into it I I can see why they would be worried about the return on investment but uh you know so, sometimes you, you got to take a chance but I, I I totally get it but I I think Montclair will be fine especially since up to this one, you guys have just been doing it on your own. I'm sure that, uh, you know, label stuff will come with time uh, just as long as you guys stay busy and get out there more. I'm, I'm sure people will uh, start figuring out who you guys are and we'll catch on.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And as far as trying to get more active, I know there's uh, the uh, album release show coming up in June and you guys have a string of shows at the beginning of June. Um, are you guys excited yeah. to you know start to get out there to do more and then also to play that uh, record release show
1: yeah we're super excited um yeah we've always wanted to get out there and start touring and stuff and i think this is a good time to do it for sure and um yeah super hyped for the record release show i think it's gonna be sick
0: yeah um, pretty awesome lineup i'm a huge fan of uh, adrian uh, awesome yeah. band. Uh, and I, I love spaced.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're so sick.
0: And I, I'm just curious how that whole lineup came together. Did you guys have any hand in putting it together, or do you guys just decide that was going to be your record release?
1: Yeah, kind of happened like that. Like we we were booking a show for the Connecticut date of our of the run of shows that we were going to do, and things like weren't really working out too much. And then uh, I asked the Broken Vow guys if they wanted to hop on. Um, and then and, and they were down and um, Evan was also booking some shows with Ankle Biter and Spaced. I think he said. Uh-huh. And so then so then Space and Ankle Biter was, was down, too. And then um, I hit up Adrian and they were super down, too.
0: Oh, yeah. And yeah. then we
1: kind of just we kind of labeled that the Connecticut show as a release show because we definitely wanted it to be in CT. So.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. A sick stick lineup and I'm sure it'll you know, be a fun show and uh, you know be good for everybody.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And as far as uh, Private Mind and Fanfare, uh, how did you link it with them to do this run of shows?
1: Um I've always loved Private Mind and um and yeah, we hit him up a couple months ago to try to book some shows in March. But it was kind of, it was just like too, too soon noticed uh, trying to book all those shows and it didn't really work out. So then we started booking it for June, um, a couple of months ago
0: uh-huh. and
1: everything fell in place a lot better. So, okay. and, uh, fanfare, we, I think we hit them up to play a show, um, down in like Virginia. Um, and they said that they would be down to like hop on some shows if, if we ever wanted. And, and it worked out because Private Mind could only make like the first couple shows, so then we hit up Fanfare to do the rest.
0: Oh yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I'm stoked that you guys are getting out there and you know hopefully uh, you know gaining some new interest, especially with the the new record. I'm sure when uh, people start to listen to that more, uh, you guys will start to get more attention. Yeah, I hope so. And as far as um, things past June, are, are you guys trying to? Uh, do more stuff because I know you, um, you're going to get a little more busy with Broken Vow, but as far as, um, you know, Montclair, uh, are there other things planned uh, after that June run?
1: Um, there's not many shows lined up right now, but um, we're working on some new songs that we're definitely going to try to release sometime in the next couple months, maybe like September-ish.
0: Okay, hell yeah, because uh, I, I was think it's interesting, right, because for people who Uh, you know are just like you know fans of the band they uh have to consume your music differently right because obviously you guys are um in the studio uh like way before these records even come out but by the time they come out it's like you guys are uh, you know sometimes like exhausted of those tracks and want to start something new so it's always cool to hear like all right this ep is coming out and you guys are jumping right in and already starting to work on the next one which will um you know be out later this year which i think is awesome
1: yeah yeah that's how it usually goes usually tired of the songs by the time they come out
0: uh-huh. and are you gonna uh you know try to keep that pace because obviously two releases in, in a year that's um pretty big because sometimes uh things can get oversaturated people think um, that it could be too much
1: yeah um I don't know i think this is going to be an ep too probably like a couple of tracks mm-hmm. and um we're hoping to work with a label on this one and i think that would be good to kind of like push it and um yeah i'm really hyped on these new songs though that we're writing now so i'm not too worried because i think people will dig them a lot
0: so. Hell oh, yeah that, that that's only really awesome to hear okay well i'm definitely looking forward to the new record, uh, and I hope that everybody who's listening to this uh, you know, takes the time to check it out if they haven't already. The stars will look down upon us. Uh, super awesome. But I, I just want to shift gears and talk about uh, Broken Vow. Uh, I first saw Broken Vow uh, in Sweet Valley, Pennsylvania for the One Step Closer record release, which right, yeah. w- which was a, a cool show. Uh, I, I think back about that, uh, that whole show often just because it was – in such an interesting venue in a place that I'd never been to before. And I was always just so surprised that so many people came out to this one area and even talking to some of my friends that lived in the area they're Like, yeah, like we don't ever come out here. This is like a super rare occasion, but I just curious from your perspective, like what was that whole day like for you?
1: Yeah, that was sick. Um, well, we all drove down. I think most of us all drove down in um, Harrison's van. Um, I think it was like three and a half hours or so. And, um, yeah, I remember like pulling up and walking inside and, and was like, it was like, shit, like, this is the venue. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just like a super big space with there's like the fire trucks in the back. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And then I remember like when we like went on stage to play, like looking out at the audience, that was like the first time i really like looked out and it looked like a sea of people. Um, Cause that was definitely like the biggest show that I've played. Um, since like, uh, like that I've played in general, I guess. Um, and um, yeah, like once we started, like I was pretty nervous at first and like once we started, I was just kind of like, just like in it. And that was like the first time like filmed by Hey five, six too. So that was sick. Mm. And, um, and he had like the moving drum camera and stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah and, uh, he he doesn't do that anymore which i'm curious about because i i, I haven't seen him do it in, in a long time because i've seen him at, um, live uh, live i i you know i i've I seen him filming it at a couple of shows since then and uh I, I haven't seen it
1: i think he just did it for like bigger shows i don't know if maybe he just dropped it altogether though
0: <laughs> yeah i'm not sure but i really enjoyed that because it um it just the you know obviously it, it's like Uh, you know, moving, but it's very subtle, but I just think it just makes the video a little more interesting. Yeah, it's really nice aesthetic. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, that was like a a really awesome show. I was happy to finally be able to see broken Val, but um, you guys just put out a split. Uh, I'm just curious, uh, you know, how that was for you to record uh, your side of the split.
1: Yeah, that was the first time that I recorded drums for broken Val because i joined in october i think it was Uh last year um so that was exciting um went pretty smoothly i think it was like kind of a while ago (laughs) at least in my time frame Uh Uh, but i think we recorded everything in like a day pretty sure um i think like tommy wrote the songs mostly and we kind of um, had the recordings and we just kind of like learned the parts and just kind of like changed them a little bit and then went in and just kind of banged them out I guess
0: oh yeah and shout out to the set straight on the other side of that uh, EP which is pretty cool and uh, you guys are heading to to Canada which is pretty crazy to think about because I I feel like I'm, I'm not surprised because I've, I've been such a fan of Broken Vow and seeing you guys get these like bigger opportunities i i think it's uh, really awesome and it makes sense
1: yeah yeah it's pretty crazy like looking back even when i joined like i don't think any of us expected all of this like a few months later it's pretty crazy like the the time frames that the time frame that like things escalated
0: mm-hmm. and it's going to be cool too for you guys to be in canada and playing uh the same day as set straight. So that that'd be cool to um I'm not sure what the set times will be like, but uh it'd be cool to have you guys back to back. Yeah, that would be sick. Hmm. Okay. And uh I'm sure people are aware at this point, more recently, uh San and Fury announced their lineup and Broken Vow was on it. Which um, you know, I-, I had heard about uh, you know, through some of the members uh like leading up to it and I was happy for you guys to to hear that because uh, sound Fury is such a a popular festival and you know they always do good stuff so the fact that um they asked you guys to be on it, I, i said that was like a really cool thing but what was your reaction like when you found out that you were playing sound and fury
1: yeah that was pretty crazy um yeah it was like i think we were all like super hyped for sure But, um, especially like when we saw the lineup, um, we were just like, this is like crazy lineup, (laughs) like perfect lineup. Um, and yeah, it feels kind of crazy to be a part of that.
0: And have you ever been to a Saturn Fury?
1: No, I haven't. I've only been to California once when I was like 13 or so. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's It's pretty crazy flying over and stuff
0: yeah it's gonna be a pretty cool experience for you guys it's gonna be uh you know insane because you guys think this is the first time that they've done it like outdoors and I'm I'm not sure sure if you're like familiar with where they're having it but they do like other festivals there um uh like camp flogna is done in the same area Uh, and I'm just curious what the whole setup's gonna be like but just thinking about sound Fe being outside it's, it's definitely gonna be an, an interesting thing I, I'm curious to see how it's all gonna run
1: it's gonna be cool yeah I didn't hear it. it was outside um I've always wanted to play like outside festival I feel like that'd be really cool
0: yeah that gives me like like warp tour vibes or like, <laughs> I I think about Coachella because that's like an outside thing yeah so Ho- hopefully though the weather will be really nice because I, I know it's like the middle of summer, everybody's thinking it's going to be really hot, but there are those rare days in the summer where the weather's just really nice and it's like kind of unbelievable. I'm hoping that's what the vibes are like during Santa Fe weekend. Mm.
1: Does it rain a lot in the summer there? Oh, uh, no,
0: it, it rain out here is really rare. Yeah, yeah. Like when when it rains everyone forgets how to drive and and, and it could even be not even like heavy rain it's like if it's just like starts to sprinkle people like freak out and don't know what to do it's the weirdest thing oh my god yeah
1: yeah i feel like it's what i've heard like in like the south like when it snows like even if there's like a just like an inch they, they cancel everything
0: that'd be nice
1: maybe not like there too I don't
0: know. <laughs> but but that's cool I- i'm happy that uh, Broken Vow is going to be on Sound and Fury, uh, you know, and, Sound and Fury returning because people got to remember that uh, it, it had to take a couple years off because they definitely had 2020 planned, but that had to get scrapped due to the pandemic. And then even with 2021, it was so up in the air because nobody knew what the vibes were going to be like if it was going to be safe enough to to even hold an event like that. And you know, by the time people realize like oh shit like here we are in the summer and things are safer and things are actually happening right like you know actual like events like you know concerts and stuff were actually going on it was uh you know just too late to even try to throw something like that together and still even at that time people a lot of people still didn't feel safe to travel to still be in an environment like that um so but here we are right uh, the last one was 20 2019 and here we are in 2022 that's crazy
1: yeah yeah like went by fast but it but it also feels like an eternity
0: <laughs> yeah it's a like i don't know i i think it's because i'm older i think time uh just moves way faster these days yeah when i think back to the whole uh start of the pandemic and here we are in 2022 and yeah it, it, it's still a thing but it doesn't like like i don't think anybody ever thought that it would you know be like a thing for this long because I, I still laugh yeah. at the early days when it was just like oh yeah we're gonna close disneyland for two weeks and then we'll be okay and we'll just reopen but i, I think yeah. i I literally think this week was the first time disneyland has been uh, pretty much back to the way it was before the pandemic like nobody has to, like there's no mass required for employees um, or for guests and And it just seemed like, honestly, like a normal vibe. I I was there. I I was telling you before we recorded the podcast, I was at Disneyland yesterday and -hmm. uh, and I didn't even think about it in real time. But yeah, it it was literally just like how it was before uh, the pandemic happened, which was pretty interesting. Yeah,
1: that is kind of crazy. Like it's only like two years and I guess you'll look back and be like, oh, that was just two years, but it was like so much happened and like so different I guess
0: yeah hundred percent it it was definitely weird to to live through like such a life-changing thing since the like the majority of people I knew had never been through a, a pandemic like that and having to yeah. deal with lockdowns and all the, the the drama with that and then even uh, since it was such a unknown thing when it first happened just being so like worried about oh shit am I going to get it am I going to die <laughs> yeah. That I, I i thought that for for a while, but then I kind of realized like, okay, if I if I get it and die, there's not really much I can do about it, right? Um <laughs> maybe I'll I'll get to exit the the simulation and get it get a restart or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: but World. for for you, uh how did you handle it?
1: The whole pandemic and everything? Yeah. Um yeah, like I said I I didn't think it affected me at, at the time much I mm-hmm. was just kind of chilling um like especially in high school I spent a lot of time by myself just like out in nature like in the woods and and writing music spent like a lot of time writing so it wasn't didn't feel like too much different um, like I obviously like, couldn't hang out with people mm-hmm. and that sucked couldn't like go out and like do things really but um I guess I'm like a personal side it, it didn't feel too different just kind of nice to not have to worry about like school or work that much and just um have time to to go out and go for walks and just just work on art and mu- music and stuff
0: for sure yeah i'm uh, you know happy to hear that you're able to get through it that way and just kind of be able to just do the stuff that you're doing um as far as like uh you know being out in nature are are there like cool spots in your area to go out and just kind of observe
1: yeah there's actually a lot of trails and um and a lot of like uh foresty areas and good amount of like mountain peaks and stuff um yeah connecticut's pretty beautiful in that sense
0: yeah i've only been to new haven I, i i definitely need to uh, go back and do a little more sightseeing. Because w- when I was in New Haven, it was just for like, I wasn't there for that long to be honest. It was like half a night. <laughs> I We literally showed up because we were passing through and we needed to to just have like a, a, a break in our drive because it was just a, like a long drive. So uh, I suggested New Haven because I wanted to try their pizza. Um, but cool. we got into town like super late and uh, some of the people that, that I was with were just so annoying and i was just over it i was like all right i was like i don't want to do anything i was like i'm not trying to be the you know party pooper but once we get to the airbnb i just want to sleep like i don't care if you guys go out and do other shit without me i just want to sleep um, mm-hmm. and i'm not even sure what they did i, I think they like th- they went out but i just slept in our airbnb and hoped that i didn't get murdered because it was weird because like we had like um, it was like an older house and there was like a I guess like a skeleton key like you know one key worked for every door in the house like including like the front door oh, wow. uh so i was just like <laughs> i was just hoping like okay i'm in this place that i've never been to before like the only people that know that i'm here aren't with me at this moment so if somebody were to like you know sneak in and murder me like it, it would be a wrap um but <laughs> did
1: you did you book that place like the night of or was that in like in advanced for a while
0: um, I think it was in advance. I don't know. I, I I didn't handle that aspect of the trip. If I'm being honest, I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah. Because it was weird because we got, Oh, you, you know, okay. Now I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, I remember what happened. So um, yeah, we had it booked in advance and we had plans to do stuff in New Haven, like, you know, get pizza and stuff. But um, we got stuck on the Long Island Expressway trying to leave Long Island because uh, we'd never been there before. So we left Long Island. Uh, like around like five or six, which was like the worst idea because we were literally stuck (laughs) on the expressway for so long. I I remember we we were stuck on on the expressway. We were under some bridge and I was starving. So I like I had time to get out of the car, walk to the corner store, get in line, order a sandwich, (laughs) leave the shop. And our car was still in in the same spot on the expressway. So um, I, I, I remember that happening um but by the time we got to our airbnb yeah, it, it was just so late and i was just so annoyed um of the people that i was with so i was just like i can't i don't want to do anything <laughs>
1: that's but, wild
0: yeah yeah it was, it was definitely crazy it was something that we didn't uh, plan for right to be stuck on this freeway for so many odd hours um but yeah, you know, th- that's just how things go sometimes not everything's going to go according to plan definitely not Okay, and uh, I, I'm just curious about um, you growing up. Uh, did you uh, always live in Connecticut?
1: Yeah, I was born in this town, Granby. and when I was around four, I moved to West Hartford, and I've lived there ever since.
0: And uh, what is that area like?
1: Um, it's pretty nice. Um, I kind of live right in between, um, like the center with like a bunch of like stores and has like a little bit of a city vibe, like a small um, section of it. And then uh, the other direction is um, kind of this other like corner spot. Um, You can like hang out and stuff, but um, that goes right through like a, like a, not like a highway, but like a small, like a route or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's nice. It's like in the center of, bunch of towns that that have like like you could pretty much find anything within like 20 minutes so it's a nice place and um shows aren't like too far like venues it's like around connecticut it's like not long not longer than an hour for me so it's pretty nice
0: yeah that that is always nice i remember um sometimes me and my friends would travel out to uh, las vegas for shows and that's like shortest. It was like three and a half hours the one way. And sometimes we do like the round trip in one day and it was the most exhausting thing. So it's always yeah. nice when I, I hear that the drive to a show is like an hour under one way.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: because it's, cause it's pretty manageable when, when you think about it, because if you just uh, d- depending on where you live, you know, driving across town, uh, you know, might take you 45 minutes. So to, to, to drive to a show. Uh, you know, where something cool is happening. I I think that's totally worth it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When I was younger, like, and I didn't have a license it anything over like half an hour, like felt like way too far for someone to drive me. But now that I obviously like drive, um, it's like an hour. It's like, oh, that's not too bad.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I used to like w- when there were local shows happening, there were times where, um, I couldn't find a ride. So I'd have to take like public transit across town and it sucked uh because i just hated taking the the public transit but it was you know something that i had to do to get to the show because that's how much i i wanted to be there and there were times too where i went knowing that i didn't have a ride home i was just like all right i'm, I'm, I'm gonna figure it out like like worst case scenario i'm willing to walk home but <laughs> but i'm gonna go to this show and hope that uh, there's a friend there that's willing to take me or drop me off somewhere nearby my house on on their way home, um, and somehow yeah. it, it it always worked out. Thankfully, Th- thankfully people were were nice enough to to let me hitch a ride with them.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that reminds me. In in high school, I was like really into like like um, kind of like hiking and like being in the woods, like I was saying,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and I was like just wanted to like walk or bike to school even though my parents were like down to pick me up and stuff like i would be like like no don't come pick me up i'm gonna like walk back like 40 minutes <laughs> just because i wanted to
0: and uh, why did you i mean you have such an interest in that because <laughs> being a kid and all i wanted to do was get home and play crash bandicoot
1: <laughs> um just like with like nature and stuff yeah i don't even know exactly i think i felt throughout high school, like so like boxed in being at school and like being in the classroom all day that being out in nature and like being in the woods was just like a <laughs> terrible uh wait, what's that thing? Um like a pun or whatever, but like breath of breath of fresh air. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh yeah, it was just like a sense of freedom for me, I guess. Just being out in even like just like off the trail in the woods. Um yeah, I think I was just looking for like that, that freedom instead of just being like stuck in the classroom all day.
0: Yeah. I used to have this, uh, this hiking group that I would uh, go out with, uh, back in the day and I'm not even sure how we fell apart. I, I think, um, some people, uh, grew to like, like each other and it was just a weird drama so we had to break up, which is like the, the saddest thing. Um, cause it was cool. We would, uh, and this was like, you know, I just moved to orange county and I, I didn't really have any friends and I, I just got invited to this hiking group. And some people were, uh, hardcore affiliated, some weren't, and I remember. We would do a lot of night hikes which was like I, I don't know how it worked out that way but it but it did and i was always down because so it was always cool to get to explore like these places at night and i remember we went to this one uh, hiking trail and like we had to sneak into like the the park to get to the trail and i remember we were just kind of just chilling on our phones and we were at the like we, we hiked to the waterfall and then and from there you could climb up to this other trail which was like a little more advanced and we found out that um that afternoon some girl had like fallen off the trail like above the waterfall and fell to her death and like we're God. in the water where this person like had just died and we're like, oh, this is kind of weird wow yeah so we'd run to stuff like that and then we would just go and, and just do the most random hikes at night but it was just so cool because um, you know, like I'd be at home watching like, you know, a UFC card. And then I'd get a text like, Hey, like we're, we're hiking at, at 10, be ready. And just to think that like, we were all doing something else before 10 PM, you know, like living our lives, whatever, like people just got off work and then we all just, for some reason, thought it was cool to meet up super late at night to just go on these crazy hikes. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's cool to have people to hike with. Cause I've mostly like hiked myself, but I guess it's a different experience.
0: You, you never get creeped out hiking by yourself?
1: No, I never, never had. I always just felt super like comforting in the woods and stuff.
0: You, you know, I was, um, in Wilkesbury a couple uh, damn, uh, more than a couple months ago. This was back in like the probably like fall and we, we were out, uh, hiking and, and this random guy appeared out of the woods <laughs> out of nowhere. I was like, Hey, do you guys have a lighter? <laughs> and and it was like me and uh, two friends and one of my friends had a liar so like, yeah here you, you can use this one but yeah. but i'm thinking like this guy is like a axe murderer or something crazy because he's just out here alone in the woods and he just kind of appeared out of nowhere um but obviously like we outnumbered him i, I could have taken like you know handled him by, by myself but still i was just a little <laughs> little worried because he like i didn't even hear him walk up he just kind of like appeared out of thin air like this is just kind of creeped me out yeah that's wild <laughs> yeah because i maybe i seen like or maybe i watched too much weird shit on tiktok but i feel like i would be very paranoid to be like out in the woods alone by myself
1: yeah that's funny yeah i remember in high school it was like crazy i was like um planning on like living in the woods that was like my dream <laughs> i was gonna like move out and like build a hut in the woods
0: like off the grid or were you still gonna have like a cell phone and stuff yeah
1: I don't know probably probably wasn't planning on it just like off the grid
0: and i i could not imagine doing that but uh obviously you haven't done that is that uh, or how did that idea fade away
1: <laughs> yeah i guess it kind of did fade but who knows maybe someday it will
0: <laughs> oh it's still a possibility that's something that you would do
1: <laughs> i don't know maybe i'd still like to live um near the woods or maybe like a farm or something Okay. a little less uh, in, intense
0: <laughs> yeah i i'm definitely the complete opposite i i need my uh technology i'm you know they definitely got me with that i'm definitely attached to my computer that's like the main thing as long as i have my computer put me anywhere
1: what's uh instead of your phone you take computer
0: yeah i don't really care about the phone well i could talk to you know everybody they talk to on my phone i can talk to on my computer um yeah, you, know, you, you hit me up on Instagram. I'll, I'll use the web browser version of Instagram. Um, uh, <laughs>
1: underrated web browser version.
0: Yeah. If, if you want to call me, I'll I'll, I'll just patch you into the Discord. We can figure it out.
1: Yeah. True. Sure. Make it work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, I I don't need the the instant you know gratification of uh, you know oh shit here's a text like let me respond right away it's like I'll I'll get back when I have time. Yeah. Um, that's- yeah. And then, uh, I, I bet if I didn't have my phone, I probably would have more free time. I probably be a little more productive because there are times where I'm like, all right, I got, you know, X amount of minutes to the next thing that I have to do. Like, let me just lay down and watch some TikTok, And it's just like, and it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of similar shit that I've seen before, right there. Um, yeah. uh, you know, they cure, they do such a good job of curating your for you page that, um, you see a lot of the, like a lot of similar stuff, so um a lot of the, that wasted time, like it, it just doesn't need to happen. But it's fun, it, it's it's entertaining. Like I know it's so bad because I'm like fuck. Like I've seen this girl shake her ass like this so many times. Um, <laughs> like, like like why do I keep watching this? But, but it does
1: um, like those like. Um... Japanese singers that you post on Instagram or whatever. <laughs> I was wondering what's up with that. <laughs> oh, the um no,
0: the, the, those are uh, uh summer Japanese, summer Korean. It's, it's a little mix of everything. But uh, yeah, uh, 90% of the time, they're just like uh, uh people from my favorite uh, K-pop groups. Oh, nice.
1: Thing.
0: Yeah. Speaking of K-pop, I'm going to see twice next weekend, two nights in a row. Shout out to Alexis from Florida. It's going to be a wild time. Cool. Yeah, but I I need to yeah. Without my phone, I, I'd be a little more. Like, I'm pretty productive to begin with, just with you know uh, doing the podcast and you know constantly working on that behind the scenes. But without that, I'd probably be a little more efficient. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But yeah, do you have any weird vices like that?
1: Um, not too much. I definitely gotten. More attached to my phone than I wish I am, but it's not too bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, th- they make it so fun and entertaining, so it's like I don't blame anyone for for being like that because I yeah. totally get it. Like I have a you know uh you know pretty good will where I, I try not to be on it for the most part, but just those small little windows where I have free time, I'm just like, all right, I'm like fiending for it. Like, let me let me go see what's going on. But, but yeah, like if, if I showed someone my for you page, like we could swipe through like the first 10 videos and they would be very similar, (laughs) but somehow they're all still very uh, entertaining. It's so, it's so strange. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wish I had more time to just that I could like let myself just like lie down, but I'm always like so motivated and like, I don't like put that time in my schedule to like relax. I just just like one after another,
0: <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you definitely do need that time because I. There's been days where, like even like yesterday, right? I I went to to work, uh, went straight to watch Doctor Strange, and then went straight to Disneyland, and in that chunk of time, um, I, there's like other things that I also want to do. But I'm like, fuck, I got to like, I, I have these tickets, like I have to watch this movie because I want to see it. But then also like I'm doing this Doctor Strange podcast the following day. And if I don't watch it, I can't do the podcast. And then I let, yeah. uh, you know, my co-host down. And then I let everybody else down who's expecting that episode. So that's like this, uh, you know, that's my train of thought. So I'm like, fuck, I have to do that. Right. And then yeah. get out the movie. I I didn't even plan to go to Disneyland. I had like other shit that I wanted to do, right? Some, some personal shit. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, I'm out of the movie. Uh, You checked it off the list. I'm going to go home and finally get to do some things that I've been wanting to do all week. But then I get a phone call like, hey, let's go to Disneyland. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm paying... You know thousands of dollars to have this pass i got to put it to use and also i haven't seen andy all week like let's go hang out and kind of catch up and see what we can get into so i, I go do that and that kind of sets back all the other things i wanted to do but then i get home it's like almost uh you know eleven, eleven thirty, and i'm like all right cool i'm home i'm finally can do the things i want to do but then i'm like fuck, i've been so busy i just been thinking about so much bullshit like all day i was like i gotta just not do anything and take some time for myself before I jump back into like all these other things that have been occupying my mind before I, I go crazy and, and also to like just kind of find some peace because for, for me to want to try to operate um you know at my best level like I I, I can't um, you know uh, uh go so long without having just like some time to myself even if it's not doing like the things that I want to do if I can just not do anything for a little bit just to kind of have like a little reset I I always find that to be very beneficial to myself
1: yeah definitely yeah whenever I just whenever I'm like tired out and I could just like lie down for a minute it's just it feels like so nice
0: (laughs) what about when you're gonna be on tour right these like stringy days with Montclair when you're traveling with broken vow, um, how, how do you try to find that piece? Cause, like, Cause I know it can be hard, right? Cause you're like constantly around people and, and it's fun, right? For the most part, right? Being on tour is cool, getting to travel, play shows, see new people. But sometimes I know like your social media or excuse me, your social meter can be full and you're just like, all right, like I'm kind of done. I just need some alone time. Like how do you yeah. deal with that?
1: Um, we haven't played more than like a week under yet so uh, left we'll to see i guess how it goes but you're, about
0: to, you're about to figure it out like
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess i mean a lot of tours just like driving and lying down um which i feel like is like really tiring for some reason <laughs> like finally like get out of the car after like driving the whole day and i'll just be like feel so tired <laughs> But um, obviously pumped to like play a show. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe put a podcast on or just listen to some relaxing music or or watch something.
0: <laughs> For sure, yeah. I always find whenever I I, I travel, I, I always get so excited to to be in places that I don't normally get to see because I, yeah. I I always find it fascinating that it's like wow, there's life going on over here on this side of the country. Uh, that i don't even know about and i because obviously like living in california this is what i think normal is but when i'm traveling to the east coast i'm seeing a lot of these um you know uh, bigger cities or even some of the smaller cities that we pass through and i'm just like damn like there's people like kids adults that this is there every day and it's so interesting to me just because it's so different from what i get to experience
1: yeah for sure anytime i go into like a big city like new york city or something i'm always like kind of like shocked like like i just like you like i don't think about like people are living like this and um and it's so different but it feels like so lively and exciting
0: Mm -hmm. hell yeah yeah it's crazy that's why after uh, things started opening up again I, i i wanted to try to take advantage of seeing more Cause during the pandemic, I had talked to so many people from so, so many different areas and I was like, man, I haven't been there yet. Like I, I need to, to get out there and I, I I've done a bit of traveling this year. I've still got a couple more trips planned, but but next year I, I want to take it to another level. I want to go in international and uh, try to go to like some different countries and do cool stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Try to uh, see what hardcore is like on the other side of the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to Mm -hmm. see that and like see what's different and what's the same.
0: 100%. Well, Max, this has been an awesome time. I'm happy to have had you on the podcast. I'm a fan of broken Val. Shout out to broken Val. Go see them on their May tour. If you're in the area, go stream their split. with set straight, catch them at sand and fury montclair drop today do yourself a favor and go stream the new record go to their record release on june 3rd uh, but before we sign off is there anything else you would like to say
1: uh just thanks so much for taking the time to chat it's been awesome
0: all right well thank you for your time thank you for everybody who tuned in and we'll be back soon